everyone it's friday september 30th and this is episode 118 of the omnic weekly imt and today i am joined by just one single person but to be honest it's more than enough it is hannah Hi! <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that you came back with the same enthusiasm because i felt i was like ramping up i was like yeah. well, oh my God. It's, it's like i'm worry, michael jackson yeah <laughs> Like Michael Jackson has been dead for 10 years. I'm like introducing someone like everybody. Oh, no, it's Hannah. You guys know Hannah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but still, still, we need to, like, you just have an intro. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of my impression of you? Hello. No, no not good. No, never mind. LP couldn't join us today because uh, he, he had to travel. He was traveling. I think he just got, to be honest, look, this is what happened. And... He didn't want me to talk about it, but I'm going to do it anyways. He got uh, caught in bad weather, you know, the, the storms that are going in Florida. And he was, because he's so small, he got blown into the next state. So he's kind of on a he little tricycle. Make his way back. Exactly. And the only thing he found, he, he was blown into Louisiana, and all they gave him was a tricycle, like a yeah. little tricycle, rusty bike. So he's kind of, uh, he's, he, he just sent me a message like, D, I'm not going to make it. I'm, there's two alligators following me. Um, Tell my mom I love her. Like blown over. Yeah, exactly. Kind of trying to find their way back together. <laughs> They're trying to hitch a ride with him, and he's yeah. he's not having it. So he's not joining us today, but uh, we are going to do our best to represent them as best as possible. Yeah. How do we do that? How do we represent LP? Um, do you know any Florida man jokes or anything I that think, we can use? I think you have to be Florida man. Oh. Uh, to, I don't... To, to pull it off. Okay, okay. Well, he'll be back in the next episode. So we didn't do one last week because last week uh, Hannah was traveling. She went to Germany. Yeah. Yeah, you will. She went to eat some knackwurst and drink some beer. <laughs> I had no beer, but I did have some German food that I can't pronounce. So yay. You can't pronounce the food? Oh, uh, crap. I'm starting to think what it could have been. I mean, it, uh, I, I had... um. Uh, one native crap. and one person who's lived there for a few years. Okay. And they uh, advised you on the food? Yeah. Who, like, oh. translated and ordered for me. So I had, like, peak Brit abroad experience. Okay. I spoke to none of the locals. <laughs> <laughs> you had a little shield of English around you. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I... I love Germany. Uh, I have some, uh, know some really uh, beautiful and lovely people from Germany, but they're not known for the cuisine. That's all I'm going to say here. <laughs> so, it was interesting. It was. That's yeah. That's usually what people say about German cuisine. So what yeah. did you look? I, if you meet friends, you run into them in the road, and you go, "Oh, are you guys doing? Yeah, we're going out eating. Oh, what are you going to eat? It's it's Italian. It's Greek. Maybe even uh, some uh, uh, cuisine, which is basically French." But you never, oh, we're going to eat German. Everybody's like, what? What? German? No, I, um, so they, one of the places they took me to was um, how to describe this. It was very homely. Okay. They, they so took you to someone's eat, living room. It No, it was basically like if you've ever been to the UK, um, it was not quite a pub, but like a foodie pubish. Yeah. Are you sure um, it wasn't an Irish pub in Berlin? Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was, it was a family <laughs> restaurant with a bar, but it had that kind of feel to it. Yeah. Feel to it. Um, yeah. What I know for for German cuisine is like sauerkraut, mashed potatoes, sausages. That's yeah, what I, I think I of. Had like, a really weird pizza-ish thing. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. What was Damn. it called? Flamin something. Some flatbread uh, kind of things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it didn't have tomatoes on it. It had like uh, like a cream base 
with like ham and onions on top, but it was like really, really thin. So it wasn't okay. doughy at all. It was just all crisp. And and now you come to well, I, I there's this vague memory of something like that, but I don't know if I had it in Germany. Like I go to Gamescom almost every year. I didn't make it this year, but oh my um, gosh, we, and and. So and the only the people I was staying live staying with live round the corner from the convention center that games come Oh really? Yeah. So we drove yeah, that... past it every single day. <laughs> and you waved. And I well, waved. Hello Gamescom. <laughs> yeah. Hello Gamescom. Like I know we joked about <clears throat> doing the high five with Lons, but I had no idea where he'd been. But I know you've been to Gamescom. So <laughs> Yep. That's a, that's about as close as we got. Well, I've been to London like multiple times yeah uh, the last time i've been here was uh i've been there rather not here was was uh well with the pandemic and everything but i think about six seven years ago no maybe even longer but me and hilda are talking about maybe going back uh somewhere in the fall or the early winter kind of depends on how the the, the eco economical situation evolves and uh, we'll see we'll see but anyways this is a let's get back to our core story <laughs> to the overwatch podcast Flamkuchen, ah, yeah! I actually know that name. <laughs> Flamkuchen. I actually yeah. know that name, but I think it is something that I heard. Um, I don't know. Have you ever watched um, Conan O'Brien's talk show back in the day? No. No. Well, he had this, this German guy, Fluga, 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 I think his name was. He was just kind of character. Um, from from Germany, oh Fluga, I, I just typed it in Google and it gave me back a fly. So I think I'm just yelling "fly" in German now. Yeah, possibly. Um, wait, let me just. I think it's something like it, this guy is just hilarious, and um, oh, it's Flula, Flula Borg, Flula Borg, <laughs> and he's this guy, and and um, he is just hilarious. He is almost like you would think, uh, buff Borat from Germany, like he has this. Jeez, he's this muscular okay. guy, but he's just all over the place. And um, at some point, he took Conan to Germany, and I think they had Flamkuchen. I remember him yelling that at Conan at some point. That's maybe why I remember that. But definitely check it out if, you, if you're into Like, Conan O'Brien is one of my favorite comedians. And that episode, and even the uh, podcast episode, he does a podcast now, Conan. And that episode with Flula Borg is just, you're just kind of laughing throughout the whole thing. Like, 40 minutes of just, Sore throat. It's it's insane. But anyways, <laughs> moving on from Germany, going back Overwatch. to the beautiful country of Overwatch. Um, we are actually in the last days as we are recording this on Friday. Well, let's just say that there's three days of Overwatch 1 left. Uh, and then they're going to close down the servers. So by now we know that they close down the servers at 9 a.m. PDT on October 3rd, which is for me is around... Uh, six, and I think for you, around five. So literally, in an hour, it's going to be three days left for us. Um, wow. Yeah. That's weird to think about. That is kind of insane. That it's going to be dead. Six-year-old game, the game that we have been playing, that I at least have been playing for six years, uh, will no longer exist. Like, a lot of things that we have seen, the menu screens, the six versus six, the, uh, the, the character portraits, the... The, the level borders, there's so much stuff. Everybody knows what is going to disappear. If you have, if you have no idea, go check out uh, the, uh, the Omnic post. There's plenty of videos and content that uh, kind of describes it for you. But it's all going to be gone. And we're going to get something new uh, instead on, on, on Tuesday, of course, on October 4th. But that is hopefully going to be better. But like even as much as I'm looking forward to get started with Overwatch 2 again, because when I played the beta and I came back to Overwatch 1, I had a really difficult I'm adjusting. Like, I really missed Overwatch 2. But now that it's almost about to disappear, it's that little feeling of nostalgia that is starting to pop up. I don't know you have yeah. the same feeling. It's kind I of... Mean, um, we wouldn't be... I mean, no, duh, it's an Overwatch podcast. But we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Overwatch. We wouldn't have met if it wasn't for Overwatch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me and Hannah met through the Omnic Post. Hannah... Yeah. Helped me out. But back when we had the website for the Omnic Post, Hannah helped me out with the website and a lot of other stuff. Same goes for LP. He was helping out with Omnic Esports. Um, all basically our passion for that game and, and for... And I was well, totally given the keys to the castle whenever he was off doing BlizzCon. That yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. 
when I was uh, freezing in the hall because they put that uh, air conditioner at, I don't know, zero degrees or something. Celsius. <laughs> I'm not even talking Fahrenheit. Um, I was it, there with my blanket, sat my laptop. Yeah, cozy. <laughs> that was it. We're, we're awesome times, but that was actually that brought us together. The fact that we enjoyed this game so much and that yeah. we loved kind of reporting on it and kind of making content about it, um, which is like I'm, I'm I just made a whole video about it too. But I did not play any shooters before I started playing Overwatch. I had played Call of Duty, Medal of Honor back in the day, <laughs> even some Quake, uh, Unreal Tournament. <laughs> but those like were the last kind of especially competitive games or PvP games that I ever played. And after that, I went into the whole RPG uh, uh, genre horror games like Silent Hill and stuff like that. And I kind of lost yeah. interest in shooters. Yeah, uh, did I you play any shooters cool. before? Sorry, you go. You go. <laughs> no, I was going to. I was asking, did, did you play any shooters before you started playing Overwatch? It, the, the closest I got was Resident Evil. Like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's be honest. That's not really like... Uh, same thing for me. Like, I played yeah. Resident Evil, but I don't consider that a shooter. That's a... No. But that was the... No. Mm. No, Destiny was after. Destiny was after Overwatch. Oh, yeah, Destiny. Yeah, I played yeah. that for... I think I also only played it after Overwatch was released. Mm. When was Destiny released, actually? I don't know, but I just know I was, like, super late to the party. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm quickly going to Google it. That's what we do. September 9, 2014. So let's say a year and a half before Overwatch. Uh, I, I don't think I played from the start either. I, I got into it pretty late. And I never really got past level, I don't know, 20 or something. It just didn't click for me. Oh, no, that, that I tell a lie. I am sorry to everyone. I will make a formal apology video later. <laughs> um, I did actually play Destiny before I played Overwatch. Oh, there we go. Did you do how how far did you go in Destiny? Um, so I started playing um a couple of months after the Taken King came out. Um and I got relatively far. Like I didn't do the super top end raiding because I mm -hmm. didn't have people to do it with. Um but I played it a fair bit. Okay. Yeah, I never. I don't even think I ever did the dungeon in, uh, in Destiny. But th those games didn't really generally interest me. I was like, that Destiny is still like somewhere in the middle because that's actually more of an MMO. Exactly. It still has those MMO vibes. Yeah. Um, but then, um, when when um, you know, space space wizards, etc., so on and so forth. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like a Call of Duty, but let's be honest, like Unreal Tournament, I wouldn't call that super realistic either. That was kind of, over <laughs> I remember those character models back then. And <laughs> it was interesting to say the least. Um, but yeah, so when Overwatch was formally announced back in BlizzCon 2014, I was uh, kind of disappointed, to be honest. Like, I was like, wait, what? This is making a shooter? This company that I've been following for so many years and that gave me all these beautiful games like uh, StarCraft, World of Warcraft, Warcraft itself, uh, Diablo is suddenly going to make this Pixar-looking shooter game that is all PvP. What the hell? Uh, and fast forward a few months when I get into the beta and I'm sold. I'm completely sold, like, instantly. I'm in! Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I still remember going into the living room and yelling at Hilda, like, I love this game! <laughs> <laughs> I started describing everything, the characters, the maps, the modes, and just went completely, like, uh, I think she was like, dude, dude, chill. Sit down, chill, can you relax? At that point, did she just put oh, no. back in? Like... <laughs> no, she usually zones out after two minutes of me talking at any any point, <laughs> any conversation. Even if it's about her, she's like, yeah, I've heard enough. Bye-bye. I'm going to play some music in my head. Um... <laughs> but that was for me I was immediately sold which is kind of surprising and it actually got me back into other shooter games like I've ventured into games like Paladins more recently but before that uh, Apex Legends and stuff like that but they never kind of caught me in the same way that Overwatch did no. it's still different yeah, I, I remember the first real time 
I had interest in Overwatch was I was just literally in a video game store and they were promoting it a little bit. Um, and like some games will have like, oh, this game comes out on this date, but Blizzard were putting a little bit more into promoting it because they were Blizzard. Um, so they literally had like these free posters that you could take home. And there were just a pile of them on the front desk. And if you like kind of unfolded it a little bit, it had the original like character selections on the back. Oh, nice. So they had like little pictures and the names of all of the characters. And I was like, huh, this seems really interesting. Like I love like a lot of these character designs and it also kind of broke them up into the roles. Yeah. Um, back I, I, <laughs> Do you remember when we had defense? I remember when we had defense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But back when we had four categories. That, yeah, was, yeah, uh, that yeah. was a different time. And I was like, oh, <sighs> I mean, they have a healer category. I'm sold, right? <laughs> but they really broke the mold on that one. That's actually a good thing to kind of emphasize that before Overwatch came out, that whole idea of having a shooter game where you have these really kind of... Um, well, these characters that had a lot of depth to them. They were so different. Yeah. But look at Apex. They have different characters. And gradually, they got more and more exotic and different. But they, they it's basically a shooter game with a little cream on top. The cream being the, the, the story, the, the lore. But in Overwatch, the, the characters and their kits are so embedded in the whole gameplay yeah. that you can have a gorilla jumping left and right leaving behind bubbles and shooting you with a tesla gun of and all it things makes sense somehow <laughs> and it makes sense and you know that he can counter that little japanese guy that is throwing shuriken and for some reason can summon a dragon when he gets really angry yeah um, that is kind of a, an interesting idea and afterwards we've seen other games doing it two with a bow and arrow in a world full of guns that's fine that's yeah exactly fine. We we don't actually think the time to appreciate it anymore because we, we've gotten used to it. And there's other games that have done it now. Like I said, Paladins, for instance, which started out as the most obvious clone or copy of Overwatch that uh, that Ever is still... To, yeah, well, that still is... Uh, there were these G G uh, Chinese copies, I don't know if you remember those, that blatantly just copied every single character. And then they didn't have a Zarya, they have a Varya. And they had, like, you know... They, <laughs> They, they just basically remodeled or they just copied the models of every character or redid them and then changed one letter in the name and that was it. They even had the same maps, but they looked so freaking ugly. It was insane. But Paladins kind of started out as a copy and a clone and then they they, they kind of evolved into their own thing now. They're definitely in their own space. But before Overwatch, nobody was doing anything like this. Not to my knowledge, at least. I mean, Team Fortress was kind of close. Yeah, I think, thinking about it, Team Fortress was possibly, like, the closest that we had to it. Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, having these characters. But they still didn't have their own names. They were still just named by their, their role. Last, yeah, the other yeah, um, role. And they still looked, I'm not going to say identical, but they were all, they were basically a team of people that had a common goal it's basically like you would have a regiment in the army you know what i mean it's like not that you have these um these exotic exotic storylines of, of of all these different nationalities and these I mean, uh, I do organizations though, i did really love the character introduction videos for team fortress 2 yeah those were those were really funny like that, i never played the game myself but i loved watching those videos <laughs> they were hilarious that's something that they always were very good at like the sense of humor and yeah everything that they did but i mean it is we know for a fact that that is kind of where overwatch got its inspiration because they were yeah. playing team fortress during their lunch breaks and kind of felt like we need to do yeah, something they, they similar. saw what they liked and they built yeah. on it yeah exactly because well i don't know if by now everybody should know this but overwatch actually came from the ashes or rose from the ashes of a previous project which was called project titan which was going to be a new MMO that they were working on that was kind of more shooter-based and had a different setting than World of Warcraft. They they were trying to think re or reimagine rather World of Warcraft 
in a, in a modern age to kind of see where the whole genre could evolve. The thing was, of course, that the whole genre was stuck in some place where it is still kind of stuck. If you look at the games that are most successful now, they don't deviate from that base design very far. I mean, you're an expert. You play Final Fantasy fourteen. I do. And for me, it feels fairly similar to everything that I've played. I played a lot of World of Warcraft. Um, it feels kind of like the same mold with different accents, but still, that kind of blueprint is very recognizable over all of these games that ever had success in that. Uh, yeah. So at that point, if you want to reimagine that and kind of break that mold, that's difficult. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes you break a mold and you get a new success story. You get something new, like Blizzard has done mul multiple times before, in which they did in a way with World of Warcraft and with Overwatch. But other times, people are just kind of... Um, some mechanics just work for people and they don't want to deviate from those mechanics. And yeah. uh, there are some MMOs out there. I don't know which MMOs you've played over the years, but I've, uh, I can't think, uh, which was the one that looked so cartoony? Wildstar. Do you remember Wildstar? No, I don't. I played, um, <laughs> as I'm sure list, long-time listeners of this podcast have uh, heard, I used to play EverQuest 2, which mm -hmm. was kind of beaten into the dirt when WoW came out. Yeah. Um, you were I, not I happy with that. Wow, a bit for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, I I played EverQuest two and then didn't play any MMOs for a long time. Then played Final Fantasy eleven for a little bit. Played fourteen, A Realm Reborn, a little bit. And then, like, six years later, I got back into to Final Fantasy fourteen, and just still haven't left it. It's, yeah. just, it's got me now. I'm here forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I said about World of Warcraft. And if you would look at my hours played up till now for the last few years, it's not. And I mean, yeah. something like the game is just getting, is having a difficult time. I mean, I think Overwatch kind of was running into the same issue, but they Overwatch is going into the same issue, but they tripped themselves even harder by everything that happened in between. But I'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. But uh, Warcraft has the, the problem that the expectations keep rising. People get used to everything that you had, everything new that you had. At some point, that becomes the norm. And then you need to kind of up the, the, the ante again. And at some point, you just reach these ceilings that are going to work against you. Basically, everything that you change at some point will, will kind of uh, create a backlash or will kind of blow up in your face because at that point, it becomes extremely difficult to find that one thing that captures everybody and that works for everybody. I, From what I've heard with the new expansion that is coming out in November, they caught one of those things again. It's like the, the, the dragon flight, like flying with the dragon. Apparently, through everything that I've been reading and hearing, it's, it's super enjoyable and a lot of fun. And they were smart enough to kind of get some gameplay tied into it. And they made it into a feature that it will actually, up till now, has gotten a pretty good reception. So, but it's not easy Hi. to do that. Yeah. But uh, Overwatch... I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen suffered from that a little bit recently. Because the last expansion that came up kind of ended a six to seven year old story. And I don't think there was ever going to be a way that satisfied everyone mm -hmm. to wrap up no. that storyline. That's what every final season of a series is kind of faced with, is yeah. that you need to, like, The Walking Dead is going to end now somewhere in the next few months. And I, I'm i going to predict that a lot of people will not be happy with the way... I don't know what the ending is going to be, but I know that a lot of people are not going to be happy with the ending because... Everybody has kind of extrapolated that story into what they want to see. And you had gathered millions of followers. So there's a million of different ideas. Kind of nailing all these ideas together and making it perfect for everybody is near impossible. So it, making games is a tricky business, especially if you want to make a game that will last for many, many decades. You either need to stay away from keeping simple like i think some of the games a lot of people kind of bring up like team fortress still today going hey that is still relevant that is still being played why do they need to change overwatch into overwatch 2 
if it worked for Team Fortress. Yeah, Team Fortress works for a, a small niche of people. Oh, yeah. We may still all know what it is, but how many of us actually regularly play it? Exactly. And how much money does it make for the company that is uh, is development That's enough good. to kind of keep the servers up at this point? But when was the last update we got? Um but there is still a small group of people that enjoy it. And that's perfectly fine. But that's not the business Blizzard is in. Blizzard is in a business where they gather millions of people around one of their games and that they bring together communities in a way bigger scale than that. And it is still a business. We, sometimes people tend to forget that a Blizzard is a company that needs to make money, even if you don't take into account Bobby and all his crap. Um, but that being said, Overwatch was going in that same direction where things were going to get repetitive and it's going to become increasingly more difficult. So that's one of the reasons why they wanted to add PvE and uh, we were asking for it. I know we done a shit ton of episodes where we wanted PvE in the game. LP kept repeating that he wanted it to go free to play. Like yeah. there's these demands that we have been repeating over the years um, that we wanted to see in game. But as they made that switch, they kind of, I don't know. I feel like they bit off too much at some uh, part, or at least if you kind of approach it from some angles. But then there was the pandemic, there were the scandals, there were, I think, a lot of different opinions, and they wrote themselves in a little tight corner. Yeah. Uh, where we are right now. That sounds so negative, but it isn't. I think it is overall it's pretty positive. The thing is that they I think the Overwatch 2 that we're going to see on Tuesday is going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. But that's not what they had hoped to have when they released, when they started out with the whole thing. No, when they told us that Overwatch 2 was coming, this wasn't going to be the package that we were going to receive initially. No. I think this is just a small part of that package, and I think they're still kind of hustling. Did you mention something in one of your videos about it being considered early access yep. for next week? Yeah, exactly. That's something that not a lot of people kind of take notice of, but they have labeled it as early access. If you look on the Xbox store or you look on the PlayStation store, they don't communicate that as much on their own um, channels, but they do in every kind of press release that they do, they still put early access. And that's just because it's not done yet. And that's something I've been predicting for quite a while now that they would do this, that they would release it at the end of this year as early access. I just didn't expect PVE to be missing. That's one thing I didn't see coming at all. Yeah. But I guess that's why it is early access because not all, yeah. not all of the releases there. No, and, and not even all of the PVP is there. Um, there's things like clans that are still missing. There's uh, yeah. plenty of stuff that they they had hoped to get in there and that are probably in. Uh, far stages of development, but that they didn't get around to adding to this build. At some point, they needed to make the decision, are we going to keep everybody waiting for another year, or are we going to split it up and have the PvP part in its, let's say, bare shape? It's not completely bare. It's it's more than that. There are some new features in there, like the ping system and whatnot, that are interesting. But are we going to push that out and then... Um, start the whole ball rolling but also from a financial perspective now they can start making money again yeah as before with the loot boxes uh, with the numbers just going down uh every a year over year i think at this point they were like okay we need to do something we need to keep our audience happy and but we also need to get some money in <laughs> because right now it's just costing us money I made a calculation once, the, how much they pay for their wages on a yearly basis. I forgot the number, but it was in, I think, 20 million or something, just in wages that they have to pay every year to keep that team going. Can you imagine? Yeah, like, I don't... It's difficult because there are a lot of changes that, you know, people are questioning like battle pass cough um mm -hmm. i do understand why they've needed to kind of monetize it a bit more particularly with like with overwatch one way back when guys i don't know if you all remember this when we first started playing overwatch there wasn't 
this whole controversy about loot boxes and gambling being a thing. No, exactly. So they could quite comfortably make off them, like make all of their money by relying on people wanting certain things and by relying on people wanting to gamble. Yeah. And the loot box system itself is kind of flawed in the sense that the more content you put in, the less likely that people are going to get out of the loot boxes what they want. Exactly. Because statistically, there's just more chances of getting something you don't want. Um, so the whole system was flawed. And we need to remember that Overwatch uh, was, they started developing it, I think, in 2012, if I remember correctly. They did the first introduction in 2014. No, I don't even think it's, I think it's, uh, it was, took them six months to kind of make the first prototype coming out of a meeting after Project Titan, something like that. Anyways, uh, but then in 2016, it was released. There was a, the landscape looked extremely different when it came to monetization of games, when it came to what we as consumers expected from games. We got a hero every three months. We got some cosmetics every, let's say, six to eight weeks. And we were pretty happy with that. But then yeah. Fortnite came by and they were like, hey, here you go. Every week we'll get something new up in the store and get a battle pass that you can unlock. And we're doing this crossover and this crossover. And the consumers were like, oh, that's nice. Let's go play Fortnite. And then Fortnite got boring and they were looking at Overwatch and going, why don't you do that? Why don't we get all these heroes and all these updates so frequently? And Overwatch was like, what? If we got a Fortnite. You bought you bought this game for sixty bucks four years ago. What do you expect us to do? Yeah, uh, uh, buy some loot boxes. No, we don't want your loot boxes. They're gambling. I can't buy loot boxes. They're not allowed in my country. Oh, you motherfuckers! I <laughs> <laughs> makes sense for a modern game. With the, yeah. like, I see a lot of people pointing fingers at Blizzard, going, "Oh, this is just a money grab." Yeah, sure, it's a yeah. company. They want to make money. What? Yes, it is. <laughs> well, they're going to use that money on the game, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the first place, I mean, there is a part of every business, and that people need to understand that there is a part of any game company that is a business that needs to make money. Yeah, There's no company out there that does it just like, There are for... very few places that will make something knowing it's not going to make them a profit. Like, very few. it is just kind of how the world works. And it's very sad to say, but, you know, like, whatever other game you love, it, it wouldn't have gotten past the initial stages. I mean, maybe with, like, crowdfunding, it's a bit different, but without someone going, yeah, I can make money from this, I will fund you making it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm in the business on a daily basis and I can see companies with bright ideas coming in and things they want to do. But money is always the biggest issue because we need to buy food. We need to buy clothes. We need to rent an office. We need. There's a lot of stuff that we need to do that we need to um, supply for the people that work in our companies. And, and mm. there's so much that comes with making a game cost-wise. Like It's not about... It's all about talent. It's all about people. The software, that's all manageable. The, the the hardware, it's all manageable. It's paying the people and making sure that they're happy and that they have uh that they don't not need to be worried about um uh financial stuff and that they they know that they can pay all their bills and and at some point if you're passionate about games those for first few years, you'll eat some extra sandwiches left and right to kind of cope. Uh, with the money you have and to make it work you can't keep doing that nobody's passion is that or very few people's passion it is burning that hard that they can do that for the rest of their life yeah um and on top of that we, we live in a capitalistic world where mm -hmm. profit is an important thing but and we can comment on all that as much as we want i'm very critical of that myself I, and and but I also need to emphasize that it is our, the consumers, the gamers, the players, the Overwatch players, our demands that kind of also force them in that direction. Because we wanted more cosmetics. We wanted more skins. We wanted more heroes. We wanted more maps. We wanted more modes. We want better skins. We want more 
Look, I saw someone complaining about the fact that the mythic skin didn't look as spectacular as they expected it to be, and I was like, "Have you?" They were. Comp I want to. I want to change the color of the pants differently from the top. That can't be that difficult. I'm looking to see who it was, but I was just like, first off, yes, that is difficult. I've talked about this in my videos. It's not <laughs> like you. You can just uh, randomly pick a, a certain part of a skin that takes quite some programming work, and apparently they're not ready to do that. And, and, and second, come on, man. Seriously, appreciate the work that these people put in. It looks impressive. I don't care that you want to make your skin look like a, a, a crap pile of puke. <laughs> this looks impressive. Just look at it and appreciate it. But uh, some people just like to shit on everything. Get few. So that's one thing. Um, uh, we need to kind of take that into account that our demands are just always on the rise and we're very critical of everything that they do. Uh, but it's not coming out of thin air. There needs to be... Like Aaron Keller said, it took him a year to make that freaking Genji skin. A year. A year's worth of work. Yeah. Because there were so many people involved. So my, Of course, it's not like it took him a literal year in time, but like... If you look at the time spent on that skin, like with all the people that were involved, a year. Yeah, that I'm is sure insane. They kind of put it to one side for a bit and went, don't talk to me about that Genji skin this week. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> no, but I think he meant like, if you think all the different people that worked in it and kind of uh, kind of added all their time together that everybody put in there and you spread it out over a work week and you get a year worth of work. That is a lot like of money. Cosmetic, that is insane. That's insane. And it looks impressive. Uh, no matter how big a content creator tells me that this doesn't look impressive. I don't care. It looks impressive. I'm not a Genji player, and I I am just, I'm so looking forward to seeing uh, the Genji, uh, the, the Reinhardt skin. If you think about it from that point of view, like, as somebody who hasn't been paying the most attention, like, yeah. the Mythic skins come from the Battle Pass, don't they? Yeah, they're the, the final reward. They're the final reward. Um, and you can pay to jump right to the end. 150 bucks. 150 bucks. So, if you think 150 bucks for a year's worth of labor... Yeah, exactly. That's a pretty good deal! <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. Like, and I know lots of people will, you know, or or maybe not, but... Potentially, you've got lots of people paying 150 so Blizzard will get more than 150 for this week's worth of work. But, like, for you, personally, to have access to something that, that took a bunch of artists and talented people, like, a year to make, that's... Yeah, but that's one of the things in this, in this society that we live in right now, is that knowledge and talent... Um, the work of artists is always they're, they're underappreciated. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, no, that is something I could do a whole episode about. But I, I think feel... we could do a whole series on that, to be perfectly <laughs> true, true. honest. <laughs> true. It, it's just, it's kind of sad how um, artists are just ex expected to kind of almost do what they do for free. Because... Provide entertainment for the rest of the world now. Yeah. Even in the, if you look at the wages that they get, I did a, whenever I was doing the whole calculation on how much it costs them to develop Overwatch 2, as long as they don't release it, like what the cost on a yearly basis was. One of the things I, you start doing some research and you bump into, you know, there's these websites where people testify about their wage and whatnot. Uh, yeah, you yeah. always have to try to take that with a grain of salt. Because, but what was, was, was very obvious for me was that people with technical background, developers, made way more money than an artist did which i don't understand i because it's still part of the same product like at the end yeah and it takes it takes the same level of dedication no i'm going to be i'm going to be very very honest here i think for an artist the time that they invested to hone their skill to the level that they can participate or that they can contribute rather to a game like overwatch is higher than a developer's because a developer can start at the bottom a developer can be kind of put in in a team and to kind of do the the smaller more i'm going to be very disrespectful here but the kind of repetitive tasks basically 
the, the equivalent of uh, making coffee for all the other people. And you climb up that ladder, but you're contributing to this product and kind and of growing with the product. You learn as you go. And people you learn as you go. And... Sure, you, you need to kind of hone your experience, but along the way, you make money, you, you get respect, and you kind of you have all these options and these choices. As an artist, a lot of these artists have to hone their skill for many years before they even get their first job. There's a, a shit ton of co- uh, artists in my own community on our Discord that are making illustrations, and they share these illustrations. Um, and, and I see them evolving and I see them working, but none of them have the feeling that they're going to be doing this ever on a professional level, which while I'm convinced, like, if you keep working like this, you get there. But the sad thing is they need to put in 10 years of work, 20 years of work before they appreciate it. Uh, and then they get into a company and they get a, some kind of, uh, well, second rank wage. Yeah. Because well, yeah, you're not just like. I see a lot of people not being hired full time. Yeah, exactly. You'll, yeah. you'll be there on a contract. You, you know, like you could be working on the same project as somebody else for exactly the same amount of time, but they'll be full time employed, and you'll just be on contract. Yeah, as an artist, it's kind of nice. That you, like, there's one person I've talked about. This person, I think, in previous previous episodes, Armando is an artist. I've been following him for years because he made. The most beautiful Overwatch skin designs for the um, uh, the uh, Christmas theme. They were basically the 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 Ghost of Christmas Past, Ghost of Christmas Future, yeah. and uh, the, the what was the other one? The Christmas present. Today? Present, yeah, yeah, uh, your present probably. That sounds way more sophisticated and smart and better than what I was saying today. <laughs> today, I'm from Belgium. <laughs> um, and he made, like, the, the Brigitte was, I think, present. You had Sombra, which or was a Tracer that was future, and, and the other way around. I don't know, but these skins look so beautiful. And I, I one day I contacted him and was like, is it okay if I use this in the thumbnail? He was like, yeah. And he, I, we started following each other and kind of uh, sending messages back and forth. And he, at some point, got a freelance job at Blizzard. And he was working on the skins. And now recently, I think, like, last year or something, he was put... He got his contract, so he's full-time working for them now. But I'm super happy for this guy because he's talented, and I oh, think they were yeah. made really uh, smart choice. And I, I like every time he posted, that was one of the tweets I put under there was like, Blizzard hired this guy because he... he he's, I need this. Yeah, Hi, he the shit. <laughs> uh, but this guy has been honing his skills over the years and extremely happy that he got there, that he's there now. Uh... But as a developer, he would have probably, as a junior, have the option to kind of apply for a job at Blizzard and then at 16, uh, 16 at, at 20 or something, have a picture in front of the org going, hey, I just started at Blizzard as a junior tech artist or something like that. Yeah. It's kind of sad. And then the people get on a... I'm going off on a tantrum here that is completely... Well, it's not completely uh, <laughs> a different topic. Remember, but... remember guys, this this is an Overwatch podcast. Um... Well, it's Overwatch themed. It's gaming... Uh, industry team but the point of the whole story basically is that we should not underestimate the amount of time the amount of money and our growing demand for the content that we want to see and that we'll be enjoying in the years to come i know for a fact that people will be complaining about that first battle pass that they're not happy with the content that is in there and they have the full right to do so and i'm pretty sure that it will evolve and get better over the next few seasons because i don't think they have their shit under control just yet well we're adjusting they're adjusting yeah, you know, they're probably still doing this on a bit of a deficit. Um, yeah, exactly. And and look, they're focused on PVE right now. And once that PVE is in there, there's going to be so much more stuff that it can do. So we need to all kind of, um, yeah, be patient again. But that's that's how it is. But also, kind of uh, the people that are complaining about the battle pass realize that that sixty bucks that you paid six years ago, that's been long used and gone. Like people have eaten their sandwiches. People have. Uh, Bobby has bought a yacht with all your money, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that money's gone. Yeah, <laughs> that money's gone. Um, and and those loot boxes that you've been buying, that was not enough to cut what we want them to cut for us. You, you know that that's just not enough. So, uh, you might dislike the battle pass, but that's what we'll have to deal with. And to personally, I don't mind the battle pass model. I, I would rather some. I would rather like a battle pass than something like a subscription because I feel like a battle pass sort of becomes an optional subscription. Yeah. 
that's basically it it's an optional subscription and you get more content because you subscribed and you supported the game but that is what a lot of people refuse to see is that by paying that money for that battle pass blizzard is not asking you to get to pay for stuff that you want for free they're asking you to support their process and their company and allowing them to keep building stuff for you so you, you know, uh, can get more content I know, again, it's kind of a, a standard at this point, but they could completely lock this stuff behind a paywall, but you mm -hmm. still do have an option to get there. Yeah. Like, yeah. you ever want to, you ever think that Overwatch 2 is going to be too heavily monetized? Just play Destiny 2 for five minutes. Just <laughs> five minutes. And you will think that Overwatch 2 is a gift from the gods. Yeah, I've heard the stories. I haven't it's I haven't played myself since. Insane. So yeah. a friend of mine really, really wanted me to get back into Destiny. Uh, it was the person who introduced me to it all those years ago. Um, once again, I'm sorry for lying. I broke her trust. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to get such an angry email later on. I know, right? Yeah. Um. And I refused to pay for it because I really didn't like the fact that they were sunsetting old content. The, you know, stuff that you'd pay for, paid for, was no longer even accessible to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that, that really peed me off. Um, Understandable. But it became available on the Xbox Game Pass for a limited time. So I was like, look, while it's on the Game Pass, I will play with you. Um, and just the amount of extra content that was locked behind money. Yeah. And it wasn't even just co cosmetics. This was like story related stuff that was locked behind. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not okay. Well, I'm holding, I'm kind of holding my breath to see how they're going to monetize PVE or if they're going to monetize PVE and what their plans are for that in Overwatch. But that is a discussion we'll have to have in episode 142. Let's see if I get it correct, if it's going to be... Write that down! Someone write that down! <laughs> I would write it down, but I know myself. That post-it would just end up in the bin in three weeks, asking myself, why did I write 142 on a post-it note? Listeners, hold us accountable! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of... Uh, because, look, there's always this... Uh, we've, I've said it multiple of times now, but it is still a company that still wants to make money, and there is profit. Yeah. And they keep bragging about how much profit they made, and and that is sadly the uh, the story of a a, a a corporate greed monger that is leading the whole circus right now. Uh, we'll see how different it's going to be under Microsoft, but I know for a fact that Microsoft is now throwing money at games and kind of well, basically running at at a loss because they wanna they're looking forward way further into the future, and they wanna. Want to sell us more battle passes, uh, game passes in the future, and we'll see what that story is going to be like. But that's something for our later episodes. Um, right now we we're talking about Overwatch One, and and yeah, how it is the end of an era. What is Hannah? What is the one thing that you are going to miss, or what is the one memory in Overwatch? I remember there's one memory that you like one story you told me that I'll always remember. Um, that was with the Mig the, the Diva Meg story. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm let you tell it the story. Oh god, this isn't the one where I was just flying over the ocean, is it? Uh, yeah, because you got uh, <laughs> caught in a in a, in a an NPC uh, vehicle and were thrown off into the distance with that. Oh man! <laughs> so let me tell, like, if let me tell. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is how I remember it. Uh, during one of the brawls, the PvE events, Hannah found herself in one of the flying ships, talent ships, and that talent ship took off and took her with her. But then at some point, the talent ship will despawn and Hannah found herself kind of hovering with a diva mech over the ocean and had to fly Turns back. Turns out that that map is a lot bigger than you think <laughs> and most of it is water. <laughs> I don't like, think she I made think it back. I managed to, if I remember rightly, I managed to use my uh, rocket boost 
And then while I was kind of falling, it managed to respawn at least, like the, the cooldown triggered at least once more so I could fly again and I still wasn't back to land. <laughs> <laughs> that was such oh, I got kidnapped in yeah, that was a good one <laughs> but what is the thing you're going to miss the most about Overwatch 1 the one thing that you said oh that's kind of sad that they removed that okay um, let's see I think I, I will miss um, it, well, I think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago but the like Volskaya I fudging love that map yeah yeah, that's, um, that, that's that's also going to be said indeed, yeah. And, like, thinking that I'll never get to play that map again is a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, you it's get to fine. play it if you make a custom game, but that's going to be a little lonely. You're just standing yeah. here in the middle of the map. <laughs> now, uh, I have to agree. Uh, that's one of the one of the things I'm going to miss are the um, the 2CP, uh, the, not the 2CP, the assault maps. Um, well, it's 2CP. Um, like, I can see why they're being removed from certain plays. Like, I think it would have been, in my opinion, I think it would have been fine to just remove them from competitive, but still have them in normal rotation. Yeah, which they did right now in Overwatch 1. They're not in... Yeah, like, if they kept it on, like, in that, I think that would have been fine, because, like, getting them in competitive was a bit of a ball ache. Getting them in normal mode was still... You could just have fun, and that was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I know that like a lot of people don't like Voskaya Anubis. I'm like, come on, man, these maps are beautiful. And I don't get the like I've won just enough games as a I've won the equal amount of games and I've lost on both attack and defense on those maps. It felt pretty balanced to me. Yeah, sometimes it can be frustrating and sometimes it's a little hard to kind of and get And sometimes behind it. it feels like you are just throwing bodies into a meat grinder, but yeah. Well, that can be fun at times too. It doesn't. If it starts happening every game, it gets boring. But sometimes, like dominating, well, I can tell also you be what fun is. Uh, here's a memory that that I will talk about with some hesitation, but it's still a really good moment. We'll just. I love how your voice just else. went up really high, like. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll just pretend that I was playing with someone else, but. Um, it was on Anubis, and it was like a very much a meat grinder moment. We were on attack, and we could not get to the second point for love nor money. And we managed to sneak on as Sombra and Tracer, and we managed to take the point and win the game. Nice. <laughs> that, that things like like sneaking around the enemy front line. That caps. Yeah. So good. Uh, we've done a few of those too. Those are just. Yeah, and, like, I, I don't play those. Being able to do those on the assault maps was, yeah. was good fun. Yeah. I'm going to miss the tank synergies. Like, uh, me and Hilda play... Oh, if we play yeah. together, Zarya, Reinhardt, that kind of thing. That is something I'm going to miss. Like, uh, kind of have a, a body to count on. Uh, I'm not in no way worried about... I know some people are worried, tank players, that now they're going to be the solo tank. That is going to be stressing. I kind of enjoy that challenge in Overwatch 2. It's one of my favorite things was to play tank because I felt like... You know, you're like um, making a difference. You're very impactful. If you know what to do, yeah. if you know your job, you you can contribute. Sometimes I feel. Yeah, no, I... there is something about tank synergy that. Yeah. And indeed, some of the maps. Uh, one thing I'm not going to miss are the borders. Uh, I still have a hard time calculating what level I am because of the freaking borders. Like, I still think the person that thought of that system must have been extremely drunk when they kind of designed it because. <laughs> I'm golden border with three stars. Level sixty nine is. I wouldn't be able to tell you what level that is. Um, no, yeah. You need to cheat. Having to kind of sit there and, and Google what level you are and, and yeah. work it out based on someone else's reference. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think uh, one thing I'm also going to kind of. Uh, well, no, I think that's about it. I'm I'm trying to go down the list. That there was just one thing I was kind of doubting, but no, that was. I think all overall, I'm I'm feeling pretty comfortable with everything that they're kind of changing right now. Like even competitive, I don't play that much competitive anymore. Maybe not even at all the last few months, but um, what they're introducing kind of intrigues me. I think it's interesting. It might get me back into competitive play. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite happy with what everything that they're changing. But there's going to be some stuff I miss, and some stuff I'm going to look back on and kind of reminisce and think oh that was i had so much fun on especially like anubis we set a record time on anubis like i think the record time was a minute 20 or something wow yeah and 
look, those are just moments that, especially if you play with a community and with people that you play on frequently, those are the moments that you kind of, um, yeah, that, that are fun because it's a team effort. It's a thing you did together. It's not like a, a solo experience. Oh. It's a group experience. So I, I hope that two still keeps that feeling. Like that's the biggest thing I'm scared of disappearing, I think. Yeah, that but, feeling of teamwork. Uh, it, it's going to be different, but I think the the team um, effort is still necessary to make it work. I mean, they are kind of tuning back a little bit on the uh, the, the the hard counters and making sure that you pick the correct character to counter what they're doing. So they're kind of making the puzzle pieces a little less sharp, just to kind of uh, make a weird comparison. But they still need to fit. You still need to work together. And what I feel personally with 5 versus 5, as soon as someone dies, if you leave one person behind, your whole team is screwed, which was okay. not the case in 6 versus 6. That sounds pretty team-focused to me. Yeah, yeah. It's just in a different way. It's not as much as your individual picks that count, but just the fact that you stick together and that you help each other out. You need to help your supports out more than in the previous game because... If you lose one of your supports, it's game over. You need to start, you need to reset, and you need to push again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but uh, you're a freaking support player, as I am. And yeah. You know that it's sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a struggle to kind of get help from anybody else in the team. Because with six people, it's also a thing of where there's so many more people on the... Like, each team has an extra member. Um, I feel with That's five versus five... chance to find an asshole. Yeah, true. That's that's also <laughs> statistics in a different way. But it also kind of <laughs> makes for uh, more, it makes things a little more cluttered, a little more difficult to kind of see who is doing what. And I know it only is like two people less on the battlefield, but still with five versus five, it might be because we come from six versus six, but I have a way better feel of knowing exactly what everybody's doing. Yeah. Especially when I'm playing tank. I know exactly where both my healers and my DPS are and what they're doing, and what they're hopefully planning to do, what I hope they will do, and that gives me a feel of control. While with 6 versus 6, there was always someone that was missing. There's and always... That, yeah. Where the fuck is Genji? Yeah, there was, the first, there was the first hero I thought of is Genji. And <laughs> flanking and pushing from the sides is still very important, but you do it in a way more coordinated way. You do it when there's room okay. to do it, and not just blatantly because you want to do it it's not because you're playing reaper that you need to be harassing the sides constantly while your team is dying in front you need to make sure there's room to do that so i think it's going to be interesting i enjoy it way more but uh, hey hannah while we're talking about overwatch 2 uh yeah. next tuesday i'll be streaming the launch of the game we talked about it last episode are you going to join on stream yes i will okay so hannah will be joining us i still need to check no, it out i won't i'm sorry Tuesdays is raid reclear day. All right, that was uh, we went from what? yes to no. I can join for no. an hour. I can join for an hour. <clears throat> yeah, well, but that's good. That's good. Let's just that's going to be that one hour where we try to connect. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. The game yeah. Is, is is putting us in a queue, uh, and then the moment we get in, you're like, okay, guys, I gotta go. It's raid night. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you start at seven my time. <clears throat> I do, I do indeed. Um, oh no! And, and wait, the game, the game, eight my time. Yeah, no, the game launches at 8 your time. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's 9 my time. <clears throat> there goes the plants. Well, we can there do it. You can join in on the, the next day or something. Um, I'll, be, I'll be streaming, I think, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, Yeah. You can join in the next day. But we'll uh, we'll talk on Discord. And we, you guys, can just come check out the stream. There's some chance that <laughs> Hannah will be there. I can probably do Wednesday. It's my yeah. first night of therapy. But it's probably just going to be mostly me introducing myself because it's a group thing. <clears throat> um, oh, is it a group thing, really? Okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm not exactly going to be revealing any deep, dark secrets that's going to make me really sad. So I can yeah. probably... Well, then we'll get you in prison. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Uh, I, you, you don't have uh, Overwatch installed anymore in your console or your PC, right? No, I don't. So those, those last games of Overwatch are not going to happen for you. No, I mean, yeah, I might because I might log in um, just because, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are quite a few boxes that have stacked up 
Oh yeah, but they opened them all up for you. Ah. Uh, yeah, they did that like on the on September 14th. They opened everybody's loot boxes. So as soon as you log in, you'll see like all your loot boxes were open. This is what you got. You'll oh see well, maybe numbers. I'll do that before two then. <clears throat> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and and also, I don't know. And I don't know if they'll want to you to have Overwatch One on your console. No, no, they know. You just need to make sure that your Battle.net account is tied into that, but I think that is the case yeah. for you. Um, no, they'll know that you had Overwatch. That will be fine. And then you'll get the Founder so, Pack. You'll know, get the Founder Pack. Oh, fancy. Yeah, and you... I had it on console and on PC. Yeah, well, I have it on two consoles and I have three accounts on PC, which is going to be an issue with the phone number thing. I still yeah. need to figure it out. No more Smurfs for you. No, that's not Smurfs. I, I have an account that I play in my off time, like private, and then I have a stream no, account. I, know. I get that. And then I have one account that I kind of, uh, that's somewhere in the middle, you know, that I kind of keep, keep clear for content and, um, and to make videos on and stuff like that. Games as I can. So I, they're basically professional tools, but I have to figure out how I'm going to fix that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Overwatch 1, it's getting like, I'm going to do another stream tonight right after, well, in, it's now, uh, just past six here in Belgium. I'm going to start in about two hours. I'm going to start streaming on YouTube. But this episode is probably going to go live after I did that stream. So too late. Too late. Um, you missed it. If you if you joined in, well, we had fun, didn't we? Um well if you done didn't... for knowing, you know, the future past. Yeah, exactly. It's getting complicated here. <laughs> uh but I'm going to enjoy that last stream, these last games. I'm probably going to log in someday just before like uh before they take it all offline to kind of say my goodbyes. And, and then, then you wait. just cry a little bit and then well, I do that every day, so yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah, yeah. kind of attribute it. My crying of that day to that, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and then on a, and we're getting to on Monday is going to be a really quiet day because there's not going to be any Overwatch Tuesday. I'm not going to be able to hear Reinhardt's tell the dad jokes. How am I going to cope? I know. Yeah, I'll manage. Really nice. Not having Genji's harassing me for healing. <laughs> yeah, they just still do that. Yeah. Nothing changed. And they'll still do that in Overwatch too. Yeah. But we'll talk but about what well, it's not just a Genji thing. It's just a people thing. It's a DPS thing. Yeah, because I still get it in Final Fantasy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the healer's fault. No, don't fucking stand in the AoEs then. Yeah. You're standing in the fire, you dipshit! I can't heal, stupid! <laughs> Maybe you need to think. The test before you start playing this game. You know, I, I need that on a t-shirt. I can't heal stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a very good slogan. Yeah. <laughs> I need to remember that, actually. <laughs> no, if you make it, I'll buy it from your merch store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also to use in-game. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm someone complains stupid. about, hey, I need healing. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I can't heal stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, but uh, nah, like, and next week we're going to be talking, like we missed one episode already, but that was because of traveling needs, but we're going to be back every single week now, and next week we're going to be talking about, oh my god, that was a beautiful sentence, next week we're going to be talking about that release of Overwatch 2 and how we kind of experienced it and mm. what we and kind I, of like about it. And that's my homework, I will play Overwatch 2 before the episode. Uh, there we go, there we go, and hopefully <laughs> LP will be joining us uh, by then um he should be and I I, yeah i think it'll be really interesting as well it'll be interesting for you guys to hear my opinion um, yeah yeah especially since you have not played for that because long. i've not played the beta i've you know kind of gone in blind up until this point like everything i know about overwatch 2 80 percent of it comes from from d <laughs> that's me <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I'll I, I, be coming in with my own opinions. <laughs> are you going to be like, what did he... He lied. That's not true. What, what, did what he say? are you talking about? This is bullshit. This doesn't add up. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, it's going to. It's definitely going to be interesting indeed, like to kind of see um, how you experience these things and how it kind of... Uh, oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. I look forward to uh, playing with you. I've... I've like you haven't played Overwatch for a long time, but we haven't played for Overwatch together for even a long longer, time. Yeah. yeah, even longer. Yeah, well, that's how time works, of course. But yeah, no, it's going to be nice to uh, play a few games together. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. All right. 
that's something Question, for do I come Wednesday. in on mouse and keyboard or do I come in on controller? You, you, you can uh, decide for yourself. Like, it's cross-play now, so if you want to play on your console and just sit on the sofa. Oh, my God, of course. Yeah. That's going to be so nice. Like, I've been... There's one thing here, like, uh, uh, you know that you have a limited amount of friends that you can have on uh, on Battle.net or in Overwatch in general. So mm -hmm. every few times, because I play with a lot of people that are in my community, I need to go over the whole list and go, like... Uh, yeah, I need to remove some people. And I always go over your name and go, no, 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 we're not removing Hannah. Hannah's going to come back to Overwatch. And just... Hannah's coming back! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my, my, like a lot of people that didn't meet you because we haven't done the podcast for such a long time are like, yeah. who's, who's always talking about this Hannah? And why Why is he... Um, so, how do you why say Why did that? she get this fucking reserve spot? Yeah, yeah, Jesus, why? She's not been alive for two years. Why, why didn't he just kick her? <laughs> Cause it me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I knew you would come back one day. That we'd be doing this again. It's a, it's such so much fun. But oh, for no. today, that was it. We're done, Hannah. We're done. <gasps> but we could keep going for so long. Yeah, but that's why we do this in different episodes. Yeah. <laughs> that that makes it easier for the people to listen to. Hannah, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Plush Noodle. There we go. That was beautiful. You can find LP at Lons Pons on all whatever you want to find him. Just be careful. Some of these platforms, uh, if you start uh, Googling or finding his name, you might see some really disturbing stuff. Ever yeah. since he got the mustache, it's just... I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that he, you know, sort of... I know he didn't want us sharing his little travel issue at the moment, but I hope he does upload photos of him on the tricycle, sharing it with two alligators. <laughs> it would be such a hilarious picture, just... LP with his typical smile with the mustache on the little the mustache, tricycle. And then you see. The back of the yeah, <laughs> oh, and if I had more time, Photoshop would be working on that right now. But, <laughs> all right, but you can find me as Damesy's TV on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Make sure to check out the Omnic post on all those platforms. I uh, post updates, well, a few of them every single day. Uh, check out the Omnic post on YouTube. We've been doing good with YouTube. Like, uh, Pushing out new videos. There's a new video coming in a, just a few hours. Uh, so go check that out for all your Overwatch update needs. Uh, thank you all for listening. And especially for sticking around till the end. Help us out by giving us a nice review. Just tell us what you think of the episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you are listening. But above all, make sure to subscribe. Because we'll be back next week. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.